Hello there, and thanks for joining me on today's podcast. Born Unwanted. That's my topic today. The other day I did a podcast related to the effects on um, mothers who lose their child during pregnancy. In other words, stillbirth or um, just loss of the pregnancy itself. And... um, what effect that had upon the mothers. And we noted in that particular podcast and the studies that I referred to, a profound effect upon the mothers that experience a loss of their pregnancy early in the stages of pregnancy. It has a profound effect. But what I'd like to do now today is to look at the children born from mothers who did not want them. In other words, there's always been a long-held belief, long-held belief in the mental health professions that being born unwanted carries a risk of negative social development. Well, there's been a series of studies done over the years that seem to have backed up that particular belief and understanding. Uh, When we look at unwanted children, unwanted births, We define that as an unwanted birth. We're defined as resulting from conceptions among women who never wanted to have children or did not want to have more children. We studied those particular children. What happened to those children from those mothers who did not want to have another child or any child? Well, there have been a series of studies over the years, one from Sweden, Uh, going back and looking at children born in 1939 to 1942, just prior to the war, Second World War. They found that, obviously, the psychosocial problems, psychosocial problems were greater during the developmental years of the children who were born as unwanted children. Kind of a study that you might expect the findings of that. But what they looked at was more of the, the effects upon the mother's of those children. Then a second study in Sweden goes back to about 1988 and again found children born who who were unwanted carried with them more disadvantage socially and intellectually and vocationally than children who were born as wanted. Then another series of studies in the early 1990s in Finland found a similar effect. Children born as unwanted children tend to be more problematic. And now I turn to a study in Prague. And uh, the study goes back to children born in 1961 to 1963. The interesting thing about this study is that they not only looked at the children at the time of birth, whether they're wanted or not, but they followed these children until they were age 35. So in other words, they followed them through the young adult years and into their mid-years to see what the effects of being unwanted were over the years and over time. The study included 220 children who were classified as unwanted. In other words, their parents in Prague applied to the District Abortion Commission for an abortion. And they were denied. They had opportunity to appeal and apply the second time. 
but were denied. Denied either because of health reasons or because the uh, pregnancy occurred prior, uh, prior to the 12-week um, cutoff period. So they would only accept abortions in the first trimester in Prague. So if you had a child that was beyond that uh, in utero, then you could not have an abortion. So it came down to 220 children born as unwanted children to see what kind of an effect that had on them and uh, over the years what kind of an effect that had on them. Obviously, this is a form of deprivation. Deprivation can be children born in a nursing home or in a uh, uh, facility for young children, uh, an orphanage of some type, that really get minimal care. Or it can be children who were born in a dysfunctional family and get minimal care. That's deprivation. And children who were born as unwanted fall within this pattern of being deprived. Being deprived of the full emotional acceptance, the full emotional support of the mother and often both parents. So what happened to these kids? What, what was the effect of this on, on these 220 children who were born as unwanted at age 9? They found these kids and they studied them again and tried to get some assessment of what was going on. And the unwanted children had a significantly higher maladaptive score as compared to the wanted children. The boys were even more maladaptive than the girls. So it was a very high maladaptive score for the boys particularly, but for both boys and girls. And even the mothers of unwanted children had a maladaptive score that was quite significant. So the findings suggest that an unwantedness is a significant predictor, even if its predictive con contributions uh, adjust for the mother's personality. In other words, healthy and intelligent unwanted children seem to be in more of a uh, more in number than children who were wanted. In other words, unwanted children became less adaptive less socially immature, less prepared to cope with, with the demands of social life as compared to the wanted children who were of the same age. So we have a problem at age nine showing up. Then these researchers looked up these kids when they became 14 to 16 years of age to see what was happening. And they found, obviously, that the unwanted children were failing more in, in all areas of their life, but particularly their school life. They often did not go to school beyond the basic education. And at 16, they would drop out of school. 15, they would drop out of school and try to get a job. Vocational training, they would try to get. They would try to be an apprentice work for the unions in some way. In other words, wherever they could get a job, they would find themselves, but not in school, and they did not pursue a further education. 
in large part. So in other words, unwanted children tend to cut off and stop their educational process, their educational progress at around age 15 or 16 as compared to children who are wanted. So then they followed up these kids at age 21 to 23. They see what, what, what happened there. Unwanted kids, unwanted young adults, reported significantly less job satisfaction, significantly more conflict with co-workers and with supervisors, fewer and less satisfying relationships with friends, and more disappointments in their relationships with other women or men, and in marriage. In other words, they were more dissatisfied in their mental well-being, and more of them sought active treatment, indicating a significant mental health issue with which they were trying to deal. In other words, there was a significant difference in these children. But the interesting thing about it, age 23 and 22 and 21, the kids themselves rated their maladaptiveness greater than did their parents, their teachers, and their friends. In other words, they saw themselves as being much more mentally impaired, socially impaired, occupationally impaired, emotionally distressed, as compared to how other people viewed them. So the self-esteem, if you will, was greatly impaired and hindered. So then they followed them up again at age 30. And again, the unwanted children were found to have lower scores on a socialization scale that they were administered. They had higher scales on a depression, higher scores on a depression scale they were administered. In other words, depression was greater, social mal maladaptiveness was greater, they have fewer favorable characteristics as compared to their even compared to their own siblings. Women were found to be much more anxious, much more depressed as compared to the men even. So in other words, the differences that took place in early life continued on into age thirty. But at age around 23, the unwanted children saw themselves as being much more impaired as compared to others. That's one of the differences that, you know, did come out. And then again, they were followed up at age 35. Unwanted children became more frequently psychiatric patients. In other words, they had major problems and they had to seek psychological and psychiatric treatment. Alcohol abuse, smoking, criminality was not particularly related to being unwanted at age 35, but it was very much a part of the findings when kids were 21 to 23 in that age range. They found themselves much more likely to be in prison or in jail and have major social problems, criminal problems in life. 
So in other words, in summary, kids who are born as unwanted overall and throughout the years are different. Overall and throughout the years are more anxious, more depressed, more socially maladaptive, more prone to conflict, more prone to emotional problems, more prone to occupational work-related problems, more prone, more prone to problems in their marriages, in relationships, more prone to not advance. And one of the interesting studies was that they found at these later years, in age 35, that the number that had excelled and had achieved and had distinguished themselves in some form of excellence were not those that were unwanted. They were only the kids who were wanted. In other words, unwanted children don't seem to excel, don't seem to hit the list of high levels of achievement. They are more in the average range. They're more in that moderate range. But they don't excel beyond that into high levels of achievement. Their names and their identity is absent from that list and tend to be just in the average range. They don't necessarily go down in terms of being very subnormal and sub-average. Uh, they tend to be in that average range, but they are not in that age, in that range of high levels of achievement and success and advancement. So these kids have trouble throughout life. These kids have trouble making it in life. They need support. They need encouragement. They need direction. And often they will seek it in terms of some type of psychological therapy or treatment that they receive. And that's where the benefit will come you know, to them. So what does this mean for these kids? Well, obviously, physicians need to be much more aware during this pregnancy, whether this mother is having a pregnancy that's unwanted or not. And if that mother is identified as having a pregnancy that's unwanted, she better get herself into therapy. She better get herself into some form of counseling and work that out so that she can raise a child and enjoy a child and benefit from the life of a child not because that child is unwanted, but because that child is now wanted. So physicians need to be much more alert to this issue of whether or not that pregnancy is wanted. Ministers need to be aware of this. Ministers need to be acutely aware that women in their congregation who are pregnant, are they, is the pregnancy wanted? Was the pregnancy unwanted? Sermons on this topic, personal discussions, personal talk, needs to be forthcoming for ministers. They need to be more proactive for ministers in reaching out to the women in their congregation who are pregnant, making sure that that pregnancy is wanted. Doesn't necessarily indicate whether just because a mother is happy or just because a mother is joyful doesn't necessarily mean that that child is wanted. That's a different issue. It needs to be explored. You know, school teachers and school counselors and, and marriage and family counselors and psychologists and others who meet with children need to address this issue 
Is that was that child an unwanted child or a wanted child? That's sitting right in front of you. Sometimes children don't know, but you need that question needs to be asked of their parents. Because if you're dealing with a child in front of you that has emotional problems, mental problems, social uh, difficulties, conflicts, and so on, do you really know if that child was an unwanted child or a wanted child? Perhaps the possibility is that that child was an unwanted child. And that needs to be addressed. That needs to be confronted in the course of therapy. Mothers and dads need to have that kind of discussion with a counselor. Because if that child's been unwanted, then there's some deeper issues that need to be addressed than just whether the child is defined or not, you know, in the home. Kids sometimes have a sense of whether they're wanted or not. But more importantly, the mother knows deeply and knows well whether she wanted that child or not. And if not, that needs to be confronted. It needs to be dealt with. And there's therapy that needs to be engaged in so that issue can be addressed but also turned around. And a mother that maybe didn't want a child but now has a child can begin to love and appreciate and enjoy that child and give that child full benefit of a wanted home and a wanted parentage. Well, anyway, thanks for joining me today on the uh, podcast of the Psychology Report looking at this issue of born unwanted. Tough topic. And if you have an issue on this, deal with it. If you know somebody that has an issue with this, help them deal with it. Help them get to somebody that can help them deal with it. Don't let this issue go unaddressed. If you have a suspicion that this might be an issue, raise it for discussion. It's all right, particularly among friends. Make it part of your conversation, particularly among women who have these kind of conversations. It can be asked. It can be addressed. It can be raised for discussion. But if that's an issue, then it needs to be referred and a mental health professional, a psychologist, needs to address that with you and help resolve it. We want to change the child's identity from being unwanted to being wanted. Okay, bye for now and thanks for joining me.